Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving here in the U.S. and everywhere else. I hope you had a good weekend. It's Monday. We're starting back. We're back in the book of Romans. We're um, we're going to be looking at chapter 4 today. And right off the bat, I'm so happy that we're reading this um, chapter. Uh, we're in Romans to, uh, at the present time. I think it's just going to be so helpful for us to to read and learn as much as we can in Romans because it is so applicable to our lives today. Um, how we live our life, how we apply uh, our faith to what we do. And um, I think sometimes uh, our spiritual pride gets in the way because as Christians, it's so easy for us to get caught up in what we're doing. Um, it's so easy to feel good about ourselves as we read the Bible or as we study God's Word or as our prayer life continues or as we uh, do things for other people. You know, we, 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 um, it's so easy to let spiritual pride get in the picture and say, hey, you know what, look at, look at me, look at what all I'm doing. And, and you f- we forget that uh, none of us are uh, any good. All of us are sinners, and um, we're justified by our faith, not by things that we do. And uh, we have to understand that um, once we are justified by faith, then the things that we are do that we do can be works to glorify God, not ourselves. But uh, anyway. I think it's just so helpful, especially for me, and I hope you too, to just to to soak in these words, so that as we continue down our road in life, uh, we can go stronger in our faith, which is a belief, a trust, and not necessarily worry about um, things that we're doing. Because we're justified by our faith, not our works, and uh, so um, we we certainly want to do good works, but those are things to honor God with. So, um, 
and I'll tell you right off the bat, there's no way I can do Romans justice. I can't do chapter 4 justice. I'm going to read it to you and give you my reactions. McGee did a great job today, but uh, just something for all of us to read and study and reflect on. Chapter 4, verse 1, then what shall we say? So he's going to give examples using Abraham and David as being justified um, by faith rather than works. And he's going to go to Abraham, Paul is, and he's going to go to David. Now, remember, Abraham didn't have the law, didn't have the Old Testament. So how could he be justified as righteous? And David did have the Old Testament law, but, um, you know, he broke the law too. So how could he be counted as righteous. So we got two men here, and, you know, the traditional belief would be saying, well, you know, look at all the great things they did. But Paul is saying, you know, yeah, but we just got through saying no person is good. There's none righteous, not one. And so um, that being said, uh, Abraham was uh, considered righteous before the law was given because of his faith, because of his belief. And David was considered righteous after the law, even after he broke the law because of his faith, because of his belief. So two examples here that um, the righteousness from God, the justification, being right with God, being justified comes not through the law. The law shows us that we're a sinner, but it doesn't justify us. So let's jump in. Uh, chapter 4, verse 1, then what shall we say? Then, excuse me, what then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by his works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. In other words, he could boast that he did a lot of great things, you know, to other men, but not before God. Verse 3, For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. All right, so that's where he's righteous, in what he believed, not what he did. Abraham believed God. It was really, really simple. Do you believe God, or do you not believe God? And it was counted to him as righteousness. Either you're a saint that believes God or you're an ain't. <laughs> who, who doesn't believe God? Now, to the one who works his wages are not counted as a gift, but what he's due. In other words, if you're just working a job, the wages are, are not a gift. They are what you're working for. That's just what you do. And to the one who does not work but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. In other words, that gift being the, the righteousness that is given to us by God through faith is a gift because we didn't earn it. And he's trying to just, he's trying to make the distinction, the example of, uh, just working at a job versus being given a gift. 
just as David, verse 6, also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. So he's, now he goes to quoting David, who's in Psalm 32, one, verse 1 and 2, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. David's talking about himself. He sinned before God. And he's saying, it is so blessed when the lawless deeds are forgiven. Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not count his sin. So that's where David's saying, look, I, I broke the law. How does God not count my sin against me? Because I believe and I trust him to forgive me. And I'm believing in his promise to do so. Not by anything I can do to make it up to you. They're just forgiven. Verse 9. Is this blessing then only for the circumcised or for the uncircumcised? So now he's talking about, he's gone about Abraham. He's talking about David. He's talking about having a job. You know, how you work it off how you break the law after you have the law. What about <clears throat> some religious ritual? Is this blessing only for the circumcised or also for the uns uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? So he's talking about Abraham again. Did Abraham was Abraham righteous before the circumcision or after the circumcision? It was it was not after, but before he was circumcised. So in other words, he was righteous before the circumcision. Verse eleven. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised all right so that the righteousness would be counted to them as well and to make him the father of the circumcised the circumcised who are not merely circumcised but also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father abraham had before he was circumcised in other words the circumcision had nothing to do with it it was an outward it was an outward sign that this is my faith, that this is my clan. It was an outward sign. But the righteousness had nothing to do with that act, that religious act. Verse 13, For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Okay, so this promise was made to Abraham without the law because Abraham didn't even have the law. It was a promise. It was a simple promise. And Abraham believed the promise. For if it is the adherence of the law, people who are trying to keep, you know, trying to do good works, 
are to be heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. It's pretty powerful stuff here, folks. In other words, if you think your Christian walk today is based on you being a good person, sitting there in the church pew, that's spiritual pride. You need to be believing that promise because you can't keep God's Word. You can't. You just can't do it. None of us can. Abraham just believed the promise. God's going to take care of you. Verse 16, that's why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace. That's a gift. It depends on your faith, your trust, in order that the promise may rest on God's gift of grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the inherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham. In other words, that promise is for you too and me too. Who is the father of us all? It is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of God whom, whom in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into the existence, into existence the things that do not exist. It's a promise to the dead. We're the dead. You and I are the walking dead. We trust in this promise. We have life. And and we got to get used to looking at ourselves in the mirror as we are. Unless you're trusting this promise, you're dead. You may put some makeup on and some fancy clothes, but you're dead. Without this promise. In hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations as he's been told. It may not look like this promise is going to work out for you. It may not look like your life is going according to how you want it to go because you trust God and then life still doesn't get better. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about a 100 years old or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. He's an old man. His wife's an old lady. He looked at his body and he says, you know, I'm about dead. But his faith didn't weaken. He looked at his own body. He's got creaky knees and a bad hip and a bad back. His wife is barren. But he didn't weaken in his faith. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. It's the promise of God. The whole thing boils down to the promise of God. Do you believe God can raise you from the dead? Do you believe God's going to take care of you? But he grew strong in his faith. This is verse 20. As he gave glory to God. He's an old man, but he grew stronger and stronger in his faith. But he gave the glory to God. He didn't get spiritually prideful about it. All the feeling like, hey, I'm doing God's word, give that glory to God. Don't put it on yourself. Don't puff yourself up. Fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. 
Abraham just trusted God. He believed God. That's what you and I have to do today. Live the day trusting God. That's why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. In other words, all you got to do today is trust God. That's it. That's the promise. It will be, check this out, verse 24. It will be counted to us who believe in him who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Righteousness. It will be counted to us. He's talking about righteousness. Righteousness who believe, who trust. Do you trust God? Trust God. We trust in Him who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord. We trust God. God raised Jesus who was delivered up for our trespasses. In other words, our sin. And raised for our justification. He was delivered for our sin and He was raised for our justification. In other words, our righteousness. Trust God. That's all you have to do. So, we're going to stop here and we'll continue our study through Romans tomorrow as we start looking, start looking at chapter 5. Boy, I hope everybody can take all this in because, man, I sure do need to hear this. It's so easy to get caught up in life with all the tasks that we're supposed to do. And if you do something wrong, you feel so, so bad. You do something good, you feel so, so good. Man, that's the wrong way to live a life, isn't it? You can't feel so, so good about the good stuff, and you can't feel so, so bad about the bad stuff. Because none of the works that you and I do matter. The good stuff doesn't matter. The bad stuff doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is being justified by God through Jesus Christ. Everybody's bad. Everything you do is bad. And if you do trust Christ... Give Him the glory. Because the only way you're justified is through Christ. All you have to do is trust. All I have to do is trust. We're justified by Christ. And when you do something good, the glory goes to God. You've been justified by Christ. If you do something wrong, you're under grace now. You've been justified. Your life has been justified by Christ. That's what we need to hear today. So uh, we'll stop here. As always, for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. We'll see you next time. here next time tomorrow. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean. God bless you all.